pediatric congenital heart disease. Now let's think of a song for that. Thank you to my mini guest for a very appropriate introduction to a new topic. Like she just said, it is paediatric congenital heart disease and we're going to think of an appropriate song. We found a song, we found a flashback to the year 2000 and Backstreet Boys with Shape of My Heart. And with the introductions over and done with, let's get straight into an overview of all the paediatric congenital heart disease we need to know. Now sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees, so I think it's important before going into the details of each condition to have a good overview of where each condition sits in the organization of congenital heart disease. So stay with me. The first question we need to ask is, is the patient cyanotic or acyanotic? The next question we need to ask is, what is the pulmonary vascularity? And the third thing we need to ask is, what is the heart size? And in answering these three questions, we're going to divide up all of the congenital heart diseases we need to know. So the answer to question number one, is the patient cyanotic, is either yes or no. They're either cyanotic or they're not cyanotic. That's easy. Question two is, what is the pulmonary vascularity? This has one of three answers. The pulmonary vascularity is either one increased pulmonary venous flow, two, increased pulmonary arterial flow, or three, decreased pulmonary arterial flow. So let's just look at each one of those and what they mean. The first option is increased pulmonary venous flow, also known as pulmonary edema. Essentially, this means the outflow tract, the left ventricular outflow tract, cannot cope with the venous return. So loads of blood's coming in, draining into the heart, but we can't pump it out. Why does this happen? There's either some intrinsic insufficiency of the pumping out mechanism, 
or there is an obstructing lesion stopping the flow of blood out of the heart or there's congestive heart failure. On a chest x-ray we get the usual signs of heart failure so commonly septal lines and indistinct vessels in the peripheral lungs on a chest x-ray. So just to summarise, the second question is, what is the pulmonary vascularity? And I've just said option A is increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema because of some problem with the left outflow tract. Option B is increased pulmonary arterial flow, which we also call shunt vascularity. And why is there increased flow in the pulmonary arteries, I hear you ask? There is increased flow in the pulmonary arteries because there's a left to right shunt, which is why we call it shunt vascularity. So blood goes from the left side into the right side, and then the right side has got loads and loads and loads of blood being pumped into the pulmonary artery. On a chest x-ray, there'll be distinct large calibre vessels peripherally. So just to summarise, option B for the question, what is the pulmonary vascularity, is increased pulmonary arterial flow. The pulmonary artery will have increased flow if it's getting extra blood from the left side of the heart in case of a left to right shunt, which is why we call this shunt vascularity. And on a chest x-ray, there will be distinct large caliber vessels in the peripheral third of the lungs. Just to remind you, in option A, which was increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema, there were indistinct vessels peripherally. In option B, increased pulmonary arterial flow, there are distinct large caliber vessels peripherally on a chest x-ray. And finally, option C to question two is decreased pulmonary arterial flow. This is fairly straightforward. Why is there less flow in the pulmonary artery? Because there'll be some insufficiency of the right ventricular outflow tract. If you can imagine, this is always cyanotic because there's not enough blood going to the lungs. And on a chest x-ray, the peripheral third of the lungs will have decreased vasculature. So just to summarise, the answers to the second question, what is the pulmonary vascularity? Option one is pulmonary edema, which is increased pulmonary venous flow. That will be due to some left ventricular outflow tract problem. And the chest x-ray will have indistinct vessels and signs of heart failure like septal markings. Option B is increased pulmonary arterial flow or shunt vascularity. As the name suggests, that's caused by a left to right shunt. Too much blood in the pulmonary arterial circulation. And on chest x-ray, this will give you distinct large calibre peripheral vessels. And finally, option C is decreased pulmonary arterial flow which we can all work out is because of some 
right ventricular outflow tract insufficiency and it's always cyanotic because you're not getting blood into the lungs to be oxygenated. On chest x-ray this will have will show you decreased vasculature peripherally. Phew so question one remember was cyanotic or acyanotic that's easy. Question two is what is the pulmonary vascularity and question three is what is the heart size this is straightforward. The heart is never small. It's never, ever small. It's either normal sized, slightly big or really big. It's never smaller than normal. Even in things like hypoplastic left heart, it's still not smaller on imaging. I did not have a very cool taste in music growing up. It was very much boy bands and pop. So that is where all of my inspiration for background music will come from. I'm sticking with the genre I know. So we've been through the three questions to ask. And now we're going to mention which diseases fall into each category. So if you imagine a diagram. The top of the diagram splits into two. On the one side you have cyanotic and the other side you have acyanotic, like a flow chart. So split into two first. And let's start with the side of acyanotic heart disease. So remember, once we've asked the question, is it cyanotic or acyanotic? The next question we ask is, what is the pulmonary vascularity? You're picturing your flow chart. As I've said, you've split the first bit into cyanotic and acyanotic. Go on to the acyanotic part of your flow chart and divide the acyanotic into increased pulmonary venous flow, which was option A, and the other side is increased pulmonary arterial flow. So remember, when it's acyanotic congenital heart disease, so kids that do not have cyanosis, they will either have increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema, or they'll have increased pulmonary arterial flow or shunt vascularity. They will not have option C, which was the decreased pulmonary arterial flow. Because if they're having less flow in their pulmonary arteries, that would mean they are cyanotic because not enough blood is getting into the lungs to be oxygenated. 
So option C does not feature on the acyanotic part. I'm sure I'm losing people here. Let's just go back to the beginning. Flowchart splits into cyanotic and acyanotic. We are now on the acyanotic side, which we have divided into increased pulmonary venous flow and increased pulmonary arterial flow or pulmonary edema or shunt, shunt vascularity. So on this flow chart, under the acyanotic and then increased pulmonary arterial flow, we have four diseases. That's all the acronyms ASD, VSD, PDA and ECD. ECD is the endocardial cushion defect, which, by the way, is associated with Down syndrome. Now, this group, remember the acyanotic with the increased pulmonary arterial flow, they tend to occur in childhood rather than in infants. So these ones are a little bit older. And just to remind you again, it's the acronyms ASD, VSD, PDA and ECD, endocardial cushion defect. And that's the acyanotic section in the increased pulmonary arterial flow category. Back on our flow chart, acyanotic and the other acyanotic branch was increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema. This tends to be neonates, so a much younger age group than the ones in the other group. The four main diseases here are a hypoplastic left heart, which makes sense because that's just when the left ventricle can't keep up. The second one is a coarcted aorta, which if you remember previously I said a left ventricular outflow tract obstruction would cause this symptom. The third one is congestive heart failure. That can either be a primary cardiac problem or an AV shunt problem. The most common ones are the vein of Galen malformation and hepatic hemangioendothelioma. And the fourth one is sepsis, usually pneumonia. That's it for the acyanotic side. So just to recap, so this stays in my brain, I'm making a flow chart, I'm splitting the top of the flow chart into cyanotic and acyanotic. If I start with the acyanotic side, I'm splitting that into two. It's acyanotic with increased pulmonary arterial flow or shunt vascularity, that's in childhood or it's acyanotic with increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema. The ones that are acyanotic with increased pulmonary arterial flow, like I've said, are children as opposed to infants, and these diseases are ASD, VSD, PDA and endocardial cushion defect, ECD associated with Down syndrome. The other group, acyanotic with increased pulmonary venous flow or pulmonary edema, are hypoplastic left heart, coarcted aorta, 
congestive heart failure, either primary cardiac or AV shunts, example the vein of Galen malformation or hepatic hemangioendothelioma, and the final one is sepsis, usually pneumonia. That actually makes a lot of sense. So that's the acyanotic congenital heart disease list. Let's have a bit more Backstreet Boys before we do the cyanotic. of my heart for congenital heart disease genius song choice okay the last bit is on our flow chart we've done the acyanotic half now we're going to do the cyanotic half the cyanotic congenital heart disease are divided into two it's either a cyanotic with increased pulmonary vascularity or it's cyanotic with decreased pulmonary vascularity. Cyanotic heart disease with decreased pulmonary vascularity first of all. If there is cardiomegaly, more often than not you're looking at Epstein anomaly. If there is no cardiomegaly, it's going to be a tetralogy of fallow. So just to recap, on our flow chart we're on the cyanotic side the cyanotic can be divided into cyanotic with decreased pulmonary vascularity and cyanotic with increased pulmonary vascularity. If the pulmonary vascularity is decreased and they have cardiomegaly, then you're probably looking at Epstein anomaly. If they don't have cardiomegaly and they're cyanotic with decreased pulmonary vascularity, then most likely you're looking at tetralogy of fallow. Or tough. And the final group is cyanotic congenital heart disease with increased pulmonary vascularity. These people tend to not have cardiomegaly and they are called the T lesions. It's all the T's. TGA or transposition of the great arteries, truncus arteriosus, tricuspid atresia, Total Anomalous Pulmonary Venous Return, or TAPVR, and Single Ventricle, which they call Tingle Ventricle, to stick with the T theme. I should also mention it's Tingle Ventricle plus the variants of a Tingle Ventricle, which are, I can't say Tingle Ventricle, it's ridiculous, Single Ventricle plus variants of the Single Ventricle, which are either a 
double outlet left ventricle or a double outlet right ventricle. So just to recap, the causes of cyanotic congenital heart disease with increased pulmonary vascularity tend to not feature cardiomegaly and are all the T lesions, TGA, truncus arteriosus, tricuspid atresia, total anomalous pulmonary venous return, TAPVR, and single ventricle and its variants, which are a double outlet left and double outlet right ventricle. So, oh my God, I'm going to summarise all this from the very beginning. I think we need some more Backstreet Boys before I do. You know, as a 12-year-old, my biggest, biggest stress and worry in life was how I was going to marry Nick Carter. And here I am, God knows how many years later, revising for 2A. Yet still somehow managed to incorporate Nick Carter into it. Anywho, let's do a final recap since Nick Carter is already happily married. As am I, I might add. So this is our overview of paediatric congenital heart disease. What I will do later on is go through each of these diseases in turn with, of course, some other songs. But the overview. Paediatric congenital heart disease can be divided up into cyanotic and acyanotic. That's the first question we ask. Is it cyanotic or is it acyanotic? We're trying to figure out what we're what we're working, what we're looking at, particularly in an exam. I think this kind of dividing helps in exams. So, question one: cyanotic or acyanotic? Question two: What is the pulmonary vascularity? Remember, there are three options to question two: either a pulmonary edema or increased pulmonary venous flow. Option B, shunt vascularity or increased pulmonary arterial flow. And option C, which is decreased pulmonary arterial flow, which we know is always cyanotic. And the final question we ask is what is the heart size? And I will say it again, the heart size is never small, never smaller than normal. Your only options there are normal, a bit big or very big. That's the three questions and now the list of conditions. The flow chart in your mind should split at the top into cyanotic and acyanotic. On the acyanotic side, it should be split further into 
increased pulmonary arterial flow, which I've said occurs in childhood, not infancy, and increased pulmonary venous flow, which tends to be neonates. So acyanotic side split into increased pulmonary arterial flow and increased pulmonary venous flow. The increased pulmonary arterial flow is all the acronyms ASD, VSD, PDA and ECD, endocardial cushion defect. The other group is the increased pulmonary venous flow and that includes a hypoplastic left heart, co-arcted aorta, congestive heart failure and sepsis, usually pneumonia. Again, I'm going to mention, because I've seen it in exam questions time and time again, congestive heart failure in an infant can be primary cardiac cause or it can be caused by AV malformations. The two most common ones are vein of Galen malformation and hepatic hemangioendothelioma. I will talk about these when I go through all the diseases in detail. But this is just an overview. So that's the acyanotic side. Back to the top of the flowchart and moving to the cyanotic side. The cyanotic side is divided into increased pulmonary vascularity and decreased pulmonary vascularity. On the decreased pulmonary vascularity side, if there is cardiomegaly, it's probably Epstein anomaly. If there is no cardiomegaly, tetralogy of fallow. And as for those with increased pulmonary vascularity, they tend to not have cardiomegaly. And this is all the T lesions. TGA, truncus arteriosus, tricuspid atresia, total anomalous pulmonary venous return, TAPVR, and single ventricle plus its variants, the double outlet left ventricle and the double outlet right ventricle. That is the overview and it should help you answer exam questions because normally they'll give you information like cyanosis and the vascularity. There's, is there pulmonary edema? Is there this? Is there that? Once you have that information, now that you can compartmentalise each of these diseases into groups, it can make answering these questions a lot easier. All we need now is a bit more information on every single one of these diseases and any paediatric cardiology question should be a doddle. We shall let the wonderful Nick Carter and his friends play us out. I just saw them on Strictly last weekend. Not that impressed. But anyway, next job is to do a recording for every one of these diseases. Sayonara for now.
Hi guys, before you listen to your episode today, we just wanted to take a moment and say thank you because this project has snowballed. We have hundreds of listeners and it's lovely to hear. It was a novel idea and it seems to have worked and we have so much more in store for you from December. We have lots of new hosts joining us, each with their own character, their own unique taste in music and their own style. We will have more songs, mnemonics, rhymes and lots of ways for you to remember things. That is all coming up from December and it's going to be so much fun. For the moment we are putting a temporary break on new material just because the exam is looming and we are all taking it. We do have the odd half an hour here and there however, so if there are specific topics that you'd love us to cover that you can listen to on your commute, then please do drop us a voice message and we'll do our best to do it as soon as possible. We've reached the home stretch and the finish line is in sight, so get your heads down, give it one last push and from the team at Songs for FRCR, good luck.